The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Avery and DB back to give you a recap of Nebraska's first win of the season on Saturday and do a little preview of this weekend's game against Louisiana Tech. Looking back on Saturday's win, Damon, you called this a culture game last week. How do you think you saw that play out for their first win? Oh, 100%, right? So there's a couple of things. It's the next man up philosophy, the OOU, like the one of us, being a part of something greater. We saw it in all its glory on Saturday. Uh, a couple of guys had to step up, had some new roles kind of thrust upon them. Anthony Grant, Hen Heinrich Harburg, obviously. Uh, you know, you played 29 guys on defense. Like, it's just that's part of their culture. Yeah. And the other thing is is to stay in the moment, to go 1-0. I think people thought it was a lot of coach speak. Um, Vegas thought it was going to be a tough game. I think a lot of the fans thought it was going to be a tough game. And it was one in which we kind of joke. Well, I was I was kind of serious. Like I wanted it to be that kind of game, mm -hmm. physical, yeah. ugly, kind of played in a phone booth, uh, and it played out that way because I think ultimately that's who Nebraska wants to be. And so getting a chance to practice that and come out on the good side, I think, will definitely help. Yeah, the big headline, like you mentioned on Saturday, was Heinrich Harburg getting his first start. Felt like he was kind of feeling things out in the first half and then kind of found his way in the second half. 58% completion rate, 158 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 98 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Just from his first start and, you know, the homegrown kid, a lot of excitement. There was some talk all week about if he would get that start or not, but what impressed you the most about his first start? Just his poise, right? Uh, so, and it happened – like the litmus test happened twice early. Mm -hmm. So he puts together the first drive. They go down and score. Had to make some ball handling decisions. He's tough in the QB run game. Um, they played with some tempo. I'm like, oh, okay, he's kind of settled in. You come back the next series, you got an early turnover. Uh, you give up a pressure. And he's got to bounce back. Field position wasn't ideal. Right. All of that first half, it felt like it was kind of tilted. Mm -hmm. uh, and Nebraska was on the bottom end of that. And you kind of just saw him not really change stride. Yeah. I thought he did a, I thought he did a really good job of not only handling the moment of excitement, but then handling the moment of, uh-oh, 
didn't go my way. Now I've got to do something different. I, I, I like the workmanlike attitude. Yeah, I think Coach Rule mentioned it yesterday, complimentary football, especially from the defense, kind of picking him up and then yeah. him having just the confidence to say, okay, they've got my back, I can go play. And I want to kind of talk about complimentary football. I know we'll get to the unfortunate injuries, but a key last week was how this Husker team can run as a unit, not just a running back unit, but also getting the quarterbacks intertwined in that as well to complement each other. I know that's going to change now with the depth in that room, but do you think they kind of found some rhythm in that area of the offense? Yeah, I really do. Um, and I think it's it goes along with how they want to play the ground and pound, staying downhill, finishing runs. We saw the blocking kind of um, over time. I joked, this is I don't know, a couple, three weeks ago, I said it's like Novocaine, <laughs> right? You just have to kind of give it time. And eventually it could work if they play a certain way. And so I think that's really how they want to play. They want to be punishing and physical, both offensively and defensively. And I think this was the first time in a long time. A lot of coaches have said that in the past, but they actually call plays sequentially where they can make that happen. Yeah. If you want to be a physical downhill run team, you have to call a physical downhill running type game. And I thought Nebraska did that. Yeah, physical running was the thing that stood out the oh. most to me. Like even Heinrich Harburg did not shy away from any contact whatsoever. Yeah, and I like that. He, he built himself up uh, physically to put himself in position. You saw the physical finishing runs from Anthony Grant yeah. and Ramirez. And, even Marcus Washington after the catch, like it's punishing or Liebentritt, you know, blocking downfield or Ethan Piper with pancakes downfield. Like as the game went on, they, they, they embodied how they wanted to play, and that was exuding some physicality. Yeah, as we usually do, defensive side of the ball, looking at what they did this past weekend, 29 different players stepped on the field for defense. That's a ton. It's a ton, and we've heard Coach Rule bring this up. We discussed it last week, but the level never seems to drop despite how many changes they make on the fly. Is that an eye-catching stat, and how impressive is it that 29 guys on this defensive side of the roster can play to the level that Nebraska's looking for right now? That's impressive. That's a big number in week three. And, and a game in which really didn't get what I would call out of hand until in the fourth quarter. Um, although at no point did you really get the sense Northern Illinois could put together yeah. back-to-back scores. Right. Um, so I say that in context. But when guys go to the 10 or they're not playing, you know, Luke Reimer missed a couple of series. And it took me a second to realize that he wasn't on the field. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's like – and I get it. Sometimes I get confused by all the single-digit numbers, right? Three, four, five yeah. with uh, with Nick and Luke and 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 John. But it sounds like a biblical <laughs> reference, right? Is that? Yeah. I think that's like the New Testament, right? It's not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's it's Rhyme. it's Luke, Nick, and <laughs> and John. But the uh, they're just so interchangeable with Bear and. There were a couple times I didn't notice, like Blaze Gunnerson. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite sure when Cam Linhart got hurt because yeah. you just never know because right. they play so many guys. Yeah. So you don't know if it's by necessity or it's just what they want to do, right? right? So I, I think um, that, will be in, that will be interesting. Um, I don't think they'll have the services of Boodle uh, for a while, so that kind of leaves a mark. But, uh, again, just promising young guys on the defense is encouraging. Right. Well, one of those reasons why they weren't able to get 
multiple offensive strings together was because the defense held Rocky Lombardi to less than 100 passing yards, negative yeah. 18 rushing yards. But the goal going into this game and moving forward is can defense get takeaways? I think we finally saw that they maybe are getting to that level, had one. Coach Rule said it was in the last possession, doesn't really count, but they had a few that got called back. Transitioning into this next weekend against Louisiana Tech, Coach Rule said this is a team that's going to drop back and pass it a lot. How do you see this game presenting a huge opportunity for the defense to really elevate that part so, of their game? So this is going to test them, right, because with so much space – it, sometimes in spread offenses, it's hard to get multiple hats to the ball. So Nebraska will have to kind of continue on that trend. And when they get a chance for mono mono matchups up front to get after the quarterback, they've got to win those matchups to see if you can't get some loose hands around the quarterbacks as well. I think they'll put a couple of balls in the air that Nebraska can get their hands on. And this is one of those weeks where you got to make the most of it. you got to catch balls that you have an opportunity to create a takeaway. Right. And for reference, Louisiana Tech is averaging about 225 passing yards a game. Coach Rule told us this is going to be a tough team. They've had a few tough games. He also used the word explosive a lot. I know it's early in the week, but you guys also talked to Teddy Allen this morning, covers yeah. Louisiana Tech. What did he give you guys on this team, and maybe what has caught your eye so far? Yeah, they are, it's, a, it's a chunky, explosive offense, right? They're, they're good running after the catch. It, it's not necessarily always getting vertical in the passing game. It's – if you don't get them to the ground in space, they can crease you. And we've seen that with guys like Smoke Harris. I mean, he's he's the most uh, the notable and the, and the most dangerous and, and easily their best player on offense. So I think the challenge for Nebraska will, will because you're so spread out, yeah. how can I get a lot of my friends involved? Right. And I think that will be the key for them defensively uh, managing this offense. Yeah. And then, as Rule said, obviously, this is really not Nebraska's game plan. Passing is not really what they're going to look to all the time. They want to pound the rock, as we've seen. We kind of feel like we're piecing that together. We kind of have been guessing, is that Nebraska's game plan? I feel like last week kind of solidified that running the ball is kind of their game plan on offense. That kind of gets me to what we'll see this weekend. Unfortunate injuries to Gabe Irvin Jr. and Ramir Johnson. If you haven't heard, both dislocation injuries that will require surgery. So, I mean, our thoughts to both of them. Ramir, a senior, Gabe, yeah, another uh, injury. I'm, I'm really hoping they got to the hip quick, right? Because yeah. that could be a vascular mm -hmm. issue as well in terms of blood flow. So I'm, I'm wishing both those guys the best. Yeah. So, you know, Rule said yesterday it's it's Anthony's show now. He said it's, it was Anthony's show last year. Um, you know, he's got a lot of confidence in AG, your guy. We saw a lot of <laughs> impressive stats from him this past weekend. Yeah. I think the thing that stands out the most is seven carries, 46 yards, one touchdown. But the number that I think describes him is he's averaging 6.6 .6 yards a carry. Yeah. Right? So, although unfortunate, how does this situation create a huge opportunity for him this that, season? And that's how he's got to look at it, yeah. right? Talk to his coach uh, post-game, EJ Barthel, Coach Barthel and he said listen all the things that we're doing with Anthony off the field will position him in his future life we think he's got a lot of ability can be a Sunday yeah. guy mm -hmm. uh, just the day-to-day -day protocol of doing the right thing day after day make one day two make two days three make three days four make it a habit right it can't just be words it's a lifestyle right. and it's quietly it's mm -hmm. prepared him to have another opportunity for where he once was a year ago which I think he's going to actually embrace. He's so competitive. Yeah. He's such a violent runner, mm -hmm. but he's just a natural. And, you know, I'll be curious to see how he responds. It, it can't be about the start for him. Yeah. It's got to be about the finish. And if he can finish this game when the dust settles and, and feel good about himself, 
I really think, and I don't think this is hyperbole at all, for his running talents, the sky's the limit. Yeah. He's legit. Yeah. Uh, Coach Rule told us, you know, it'll be Emmett Johnson after that, and then Quentin Ives probably. He told us an actually kind of cool story. He was talking to Quentin on on Saturday and said, you know, your time's coming. He didn't really think you would be 24 hours later, but he says we have full confidence in those two guys. Although that changes up, you know, the offensive game plan a little bit just because of how fresh and green those guys are. Is this when we start to see that fullback play we've been hearing about, you, you, you think? You absolutely could because I think they'll have to – you can't put guys on a pitch count, but you do have to be smart with over usage, and so you'll need other viable run actions. So, you know, it could be a, a game for Bonner. It could be a, a yeah. couple of carries for Liebentritt. Yep. It could be, you know, maybe use Lubin in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have guys like Luke Lindemeyer um, that you can use to control um, the guard center guard area. So um, it's gonna it's gonna test Sat in that offensive staff. But listen, I actually think it's who they want to be. And now maybe they've had their hand forced, but I think this plays to their strengths. The next big question: quarterback position. Coach Rule yesterday said they're not going to make any decisions because he wants it to be an open competition this week. What does that lead you kind of to believe? Do you think they were really impressed that they know that they can win with two quarterbacks now, or is that kind of lean in? We'll see Jeff, but we know that we can use Heinrich whenever. So I think it, there's still kind of the the proof is is not quite in the pudding yet. Like I think they want to see more from Harburg just like they want to see more from Sims. So it puts you back at square one where if Sims is healthy, he's probably your guy. But I do think it frees them up to utilize Sims in a little bit different manner now. You won't be as concerned if those QB carries get up into the double digits because I think you have a couple guys that you think are built for the long haul. But I like the fact that he's embracing, by he I mean Coach Rule, competition you want to reward what happens in practice because if we think it's kind of like double talk from a fan base perspective if practice matters and they've told us it does I have to assume that coaches will put the guys out there that give them the best chance to win contrary to what we believe after what we saw after the first two weeks right you can't really have it both ways if practice matters then practice matters Mm -hmm. and they're telling you that the guys that practice the best give them the best opportunity to win in that I have to trust and I like the fact that at the quarterback spot you have some if iron sharpens iron hey you're going to get a few sparks but it's only temporary. Before we get to our keys of the game for this weekend, we hear Coach Rule speak every Monday, and there's a lot of things that usually catch my eye, or I guess you could say stand out to me because I feel like I hear you say them a week in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but I always want to pick your brain on what you hear. I know he's a big process guy, not the results guy. That was the big thing that stood out to me. But what else did he say yesterday that really just kind of got you? Um, you know, he doesn't want to write guys off. Yeah. He wants to develop guys. Like, that's just who he is. He's like the king of second chances. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it has to be the fool you want, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. And he's willing to go there just because I think he wants to maximize every opportunity that folks have available. And that's just kind of who he is, I think, as a person. And it's what he asks his coach coaches to kind of embody, too. So the development portion of what he talked about. And I also, I love this when he said yesterday, uh, hey, you know, we, we still got to get better. We're not, a, we're not a finished 
project or process yet where, you know, Omar Brown still got out leveraged yes. by a fullback and gave up a play Details. on third, right? So many. A double move, a yeah. guy's open, but we happen to just get a pressure. See, I love that because yeah. that's, that's coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you, and if it's truly an ABC model, always be coaching. And I remember saying this real time on the broadcast to uh, Sharpie. I go, that's a tough play for Omar Brown because he has to honor the run game. Now, coach is going to simplify it. He's going to say, listen, you can't get out leverage. Mm -hmm. That's code for saying, don't let that guy cross your face. Even if you get run action, use the correct shoulder, leverage the ball, not the block. All these things that I know he's saying that don't really fit well into a radio broadcast. Uh (laughs) But it was music to my ears to hear him say it in the press conference because if you're always going to be coaching, then you're always going to be coaching. And he sees that the devil's not in the details. The details are the details. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I appreciate is he says the plays that we were missing when we lost are still still there. They're still there. there. Like I think that's a huge thing to recognize because I think you do see coaches a lot be like, hey, one – next you know okay well we we can let's let's look at the things that went well to build on next week but you still have to look at the details and i think that might seem like an obvious but i don't think you realize how often that goes just okay we won let's not pay attention to everything else let's keep going i think that was an interesting thing that he pointed out doesn't want you to really relax Uh yeah um building off last week moving to this next weekend what are the keys for nebraska to hopefully another win on the schedule so i think there's three right you have to obviously value the football that that's that's first and foremost with this team that has proven to be the reoccurring thing if you take care of the football you give yourself a chance to be in the football game number two i've said this before it will be paramount on saturday got to tackle in space the challenge for nebraska's defense which is trending in the right direction will be able to still conceptually get multiple hats to the ball even though they are so spread out that means that you have to have a really good grasp of the concept because i think they'll continue to be multiple on defense so rally to the football and then number three is repeat the previous week understand that one and oh is the is the key it's not it's not about the opponent the opponent the opponent is nameless and yep. faceless yep. it's not coach speak yeah no, right no. I, I saw it early on when i got to the stadium on saturday right there's barely anybody around and all i can see in the coach's office is niu go one and oh niu go one and oh now this week it's still the same even though you're coming off a win if you can keep the culture consistent, you don't have to worry about guys still having wet fingers from reading the ink, right, of how good they played or they're this or that. Go 1-0 and o again this week. Fall in love with the process. The results will follow. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Recapping last week's win. Looking forward to this next weekend. We'll have you right back here next week for next recap. A Herd at Sports Network production.